Conversations powered by Just Talk and Lisa Listen, and you are? I am the Lisa of the Lisa Listen. And you do what for the company? I am VP of Sales and Marketing and Success Coach. What and about you, Jess? You are doing a fine job, Thank too. Thank you. Thank I you. Am, I am CEO of the company because you helped me uh, make sure that I know what I'm doing. I thought I knew be- before, but and I, I wasn't as good as I thought I was until... You helped me realize I could get better, and <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, that's too much of that. Too too much of that stuff. Let's talk about. Uh, let's, let's jump right into our topic before we get going any further because I'm so excited about it. And we're we're going to go back and forth on this. Yeah, something what is a little it? different. You 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 tell us today. I'll what, tell you. What is, the topic do you is? want to get inspired and build your faith? Mm. Do you want to get inspired and build your faith? I think we have two people here that can like talk to that very well. I believe that we we do as well. So speaking about those two people, let's welcome Pastors David and Vicki Sheeran to our show today. Outstanding. Welcome to the show. How about a round of applause? Yay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So very good. So we are going to have a wonderful show today. It's going to fly by really fast. This half hour power is going to be incredible. But before we get started, we want to do two things. We want to let our audience and our viewers hear who you are and why you are. And then we're going to talk about not particularly only what you stand for, but also what you represent and the Word of Life Christian Academy and what it does. So, Lisa, why don't you do, am I going to do Pastor Vicki first? Girls first. I like girls first. <laughs> I am going to read. I'm going to do my very best. So here we go. Pastor Vicki Sharon. Pastor Vicki Sharon is a graduate of, I'm going to say it out loud, R-H-E-M-A. Do you pronounce that acronym REMA? REMA. And, and, t- and, and tell us what that stands for. It's actually a Greek word that um, is the, it means the spoken word of God. Okay. okay. Wow. Or, the, or God's word spoken, God's word in your mouth. Fair, fair enough. And it's, Bi- it's Bible Training Center and licensed and ordained minister, uh, Vicki and husband, Pastor David, for sure, are the founders and pastors of Word of Life Christian Center in Las Vegas. And right here in Nevada, that is, Lisa, they're right here with us. Yes, they are. Yes. And pa- we are blessed. That's right. Pastor Vicki is a dynamic leader and Bible teacher. And I have actually heard you speak. I've actually been fortunate to even share the stage with you last year because a wonderful principal of yours, Ms. Kelly Marcello, who is just sensational, she offered us to do the commencement for your whole school last year. And it was incredible. So I got it to was. share the stage with Pastor Davey, with Pastor David, Pastor Vicky, and it was a blast. And I guess you did well enough that they asked you to come back this I year. I got right? really fortunate <laughs> enough that your incredible principal said you're going to have to come back and do it again. Yes. It was either either I did it poorly and I need to do it better, <laughs> or or did no, it we said the students need it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So let me say about you: um, she oversees Lifestyles uh, Ladies Fellowship and Bible Studies and Ministry of 250 plus women. 12 Bible study groups. That is huge. That's a big responsibility. In addition to pastoring, Vicki travels and speaks as at various churches, conferences, and women's meetings. Vicki has authored one mini book entitled Not Drunk As You Suppose. Uh, she and David have one daughter, Ashley, who I've also met, who's a wonderful lady as well. She's beautiful. So very good. This is this is good. It's a great bio. Let's hear about Pastor David. Okay. David Sheeran is the founder and pastor of Word of Life Christian Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. The church has grown from five people to over 2,000 and continues to reach out through various ministries, including a weekly television broadcast, Possessing the Heart of a True Shepherd. Pastor David is known as a man of integrity and compassion, as well as a dynamic preacher and teacher in God's Word. In addition to pastoring, 
He ministers in churches, conferences, and Bible schools across the country and in other nations. He is often used by the Lord in the gifts of demonstrations of the Spirit and in ministering God's healing power through the laying on of hands. He is a graduate graduate of REMA Bible Training Study, which we just spoke about, and has been a full-time in full-time ministry for over 30 years. He, too, is the author of a book, The Master Key. Wow, that's good. We, you know, we need to read that book. Is it a good book, Pastor David? Well, it's a very good read book. It. He, <laughs> he actually uh, just recently authored his second book called oh. Tapping into Wisdom's Treasures. Oh, Tapping. nice. When, when did you publish that one? That's been about a year now. Very good. Yeah. So we're behind is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, uh, probably our website is. You're two books behind. That's right. That's we, right. We will definitely. Tell us about Word of Life Christian Academy. Just what was your what was your inspiration for getting started with that? Well, the Academy is, uh, of course, uh, preschool through high school. OK. And the inspiration uh, was to uh, educate uh, young children, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And as they grow, that they develop uh, their character, uh, they live lives of integrity, nice. and also uh, they're educated uh, in a way that it's excellent. And so we've seen a lot of uh, positive results from that. And so we're very thankful. You really have. What, what's, what's your, I know you're tied to that inspiration, but can you add more or offer more about that whole how it started and why you do what you do? Well, um, there is a concern uh, with the public school system. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Just, you know, the academic success, number one, um, but also just the worldview that's being presented now in public schools mm. is contrary to a lot of, um, you know, Christian parents and Christian families and the way they want their children uh, brought up for it's sure been very secularized for you know? sure so um, our curriculum is based on a biblical worldview and then of course we endeavor to keep the environment um, positive and uh, god-centered you know that we have our chapel services weekly because you've spoke at for sure wonderful chapel. chapel service those are those are incredible yeah so it's a family environment a spiritual environment and uh, along with academic excellence. Very good. Let me speak. Uh, go ahead, Lisa. No, I was first. wondering how many kids do you get coming from the normal public schools to the Word of Life? It's probably about uh, two thirds yeah. of, of the uh, kids come. As far as they're not members of our church. Yeah. Right, what right. I'm saying they're from the community. Right. However, um, you know, we actually have more coming. Uh, and enrolled this year based upon the school choice uh, law that was enacted and signed by our uh, governor. But that has actually been put on hold. There's been a a lawsuit against that. Um, Because it made it more affordable for people that couldn't afford this type of an education to now be able to afford it with some support. Yeah, there's there's been opposition, but we believe we're going to have a breakthrough and and the law is going to be sustained. But um, there are, you know, more families that want to send their kids to private Christian education, but it's, you know, they don't have the funds to right. do that. So the school choice uh, just gives parents a choice, sure. you know, so it's not taxpayer money going to a private Christian school. It's going to the parent as a voucher to choose where to send their children. Well, yeah, that, this is huge. There's a couple things I want to say. I want to back up on the chapel because people hear that. They know what chapel, most people know what that is, but not what it is for you. 
It's actually the entire school. It's the eighth grade all the way through seniors, all in an auditorium, Mm -hmm. all celebrating, all with a particular speaker there to deliver a a message. And before that, they're in spirit and they're they're, they're playing their instruments and they're singing. And it's a bit really, really, really cool experience. So I wanted to explain a little bit more about that because you guys know because you're there. But a lot of people listening to this or watching this may not know. The other thing that people won't know is you're a tiny, tiny, tiny school, even in in a state like this. And what they've just done is they went all the way to the the championship in basketball. Yes. And they they actually, I was um, flying in from Vancouver from a speaking engagement, and I heard how far you had gone. I was going to jump on a plane and get to Reno, but it was just no way when I landed and when it started. Yeah. And so I reached out, and as it turns out, they were playing, uh, Word of Life Christian Academy was playing my alma mater. Hawthorne, Nevada, the serpents. Wow! And so I'm reaching out to Kelly Marcello, the the principal. She's giving me a play by play, and I said, "You know, that's my alma mater. You won't know this lady, even though she's Christian. You know how she spoke to me? <laughs> you, can you imagine how that woman spoke to me? Uh, now I'm telling on her in front of her bosses. Oh, she told me this in a text." Get over it. You're an eagle now. <laughs> she told me. Well, that's funny. It well, was really you should really have funny. seen the, the picture that I posted on social media when our team was playing. It was incredible. Did you see the, the actual, well, one of the pictures I posted was actually an eagle uh, that had a serpent. Oh, <laughs> under I missed that. Is it, you posted During it on Facebook? Game. Yes. Oh, I'm going back. I've got to find that. I said, I said, eagles eat serpents. Oh, the, and so we we found an eagle on the uh, on the internet and put it on there. Yeah. That's so funny. I was so proud of my school going against. You know, of course, I do a lot of work with with you now. But so she's telling me that was in the past. You need to get over it. You're it was an too eagle funny. Now. Yeah, like your team name definitely had an advantage. Yeah. You, but and I'm so even proud. though our like you said. Um, you know, our school was at a great disadvantage Very as far so. as our numbers. Yes. Um, we, we um, even just to get in the league, you know, it was uh, difficult. it's not a private school league. It, you know, we play against public schools. So just to get in there, we had to prove that we were competitive. We had to have, you know, a variety of sports offered. Yes. And, it was uh, a big deal. Yeah. And those kids are incredible. That's a good group of kids it on the is. floor. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I can't remember all the names. You know, Travis is, is coming to mind, a real real supporter on well, the he's team. He's president. Yeah, he's a president. Right? What about the point guard? Is it Paul? Is it Paul? I think it's I Paul. Think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and this Paul, this guy, he's got a lot of class and a lot of, a lot of style. And so anyway, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but mm-hmm. I, I was so excited that it happened that way and that here I am grown up now and I get to hang with the eagles. So I thought yeah. that was a good thing. Thank you Instead of crawling like a serpent, you're <laughs> soaring with the eagles. That's right. I knew I was in trouble with that one. So let's talk about the topic. Do you want to get inspired and build your faith? Isn't that a great topic? Let's Absolutely. start. Let's get some mustard around that. So Lisa, you want to start with a few questions? Sure. The first question I have is when people are searching for faith, what do most people think of when they think of someone who has has a solid faith-based perspective? When someone has a faith-based perspective, that is a little touch on the tongue. <laughs> well, faith-based, uh, from my perspective, is based on God's Word. And so the Scripture says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So in order to build faith, uh, you must hear. Uh, that is a, a spiritual reality when it comes to the Word of God, and mm-hmm. I think it's a natural uh, reality as well. In order for us to have confidence in anything, uh, we have to hear. Mm-hmm. 
uh, learning has to occur. Someone has to hear in order to absorb knowledge, to have faith or confidence to act. But from a spiritual perspective, faith comes by the Word of God. So hearing the Word of God builds faith in the heart. And uh, then when faith comes to the heart, then a person needs to act on that faith. And the first act of faith is speaking. Uh, Jesus said Very good. Uh, that if you say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe the things that he says, he'll have whatever he says. So mm. there's power mm-hmm. in the spoken word. When a person believes the word of God in their heart, speaks it out of their mouth, and uh, releases their faith by that action of speaking, it uh, releases the power of God in their life. That's huge. That's a big passage, and that's huge. Let's go, let's go back to the hearing. On the hearing, do you think a lot of people have a difficult time with the hearing part? The hearing part. So you must hear. Absolutely. Why uh, do you think we have such a difficult time with the hearing part when it's such an essential part of the communication and the having gotten it piece? Uh, well, it's attention, focus. Correct. Uh, value. Do you value what you're, uh, what is being communicated? Uh, no matter who it is, if, if you don't value the person that is speaking or what they're having to say, uh, then obviously you're not going to have a listening ear. Fair enough. And I'm not going to debate you on this. I want to give both Pastor Vicki and Lisa's perspective on this. I agree with what you're saying. I happen to believe it's hardwiring that interrupts that. I think we have to be aware of the biology of things. And we're so self-centered as people. We're so after ourselves, me, 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 I, I, I. And so when most people are speaking, most of us are thinking about what we're going to say and how we want to show up, which is why we can't hear so well. What are your thoughts? Do you think think there's any mustard behind that or any truth behind that? I think that's very true. Um, But when it comes to like a public speaker, which you are, you know, and we are, um, I think a lot of a lot of what hinders a person from listening is prejudice or prejudging, you know, where they're coming from. And for example, um, you know, if people have had a bad experience in church, you know, if they, if they grew up, you know, in, in, in a particular denomination or church where they had um, a bad experience Mm. or their parents were, you know, trying to shove it down their throat or whatever the case might be, then, you know, they see somebody like my husband in, you know, behind a pulpit or in a church setting and they're, they're immediately prejudging or, you know, kind of closing their ears down or not even coming to hear, you know, the word of God. But in some cases you have an advantage on that because as you said before, there's a crossover or you're speaking the word of God, but you're not um, sharing chapter and verse, you're not speaking, you know, or quoting in King James, um, Elizabethan English, no. but some of the principles that you share to inspire people to motivate, they came straight They're from grounded. the word of God. That's correct. And therefore it just, it, it, it goes down into people's, you know, gets in people's minds and get down, gets down into people's hearts without them even realizing that you're speaking truth from God. That's well said. There's two parts I'd like to add to that. The first part is you're right until they hear him speak because I have heard him speak and I've heard many pastors speak and, and you know, ordinary pastor, he really, he, he truly, if pastor David wanted to step on the other side and do what I do, he could do it. He could make the transition in an instant. He is that, in my opinion, I'm not just trying to butter him up because he's on the show. Uh, although we do have, we can take, we can take an offer in here if we need to, you know what that's like too, but he's that good. So once they hear him speak, 
he transforms that audience to, yes, we still know he's the pastor, but he is the communicator. That's how I feel. I agree. Right? And, and so that's how I really feel about that. And the other thing I would like to say is when it comes to this sort of message that you're talking about, we, right, we speak to businesses, we speak to individuals, we speak to companies and corporations and Fortune 100 and 500. But when Kelly Marcello came to uh, what, what, uh, uh, Arborview, Arborview. Uh, Will Teal was an incredible kid. My, he's like a nephew to me. Uh, he invited me to be the speaker for his National Honor Society. Kelly Marcello was in that audience. And when she asked me to speak for you, she asked me, she said, would you mind mentioning God a few times? You mean I get to actually mention God now? <laughs> it was a big deal because I don't, I have to, you know, be mindful of that right, when I'm out and right. about where. So what are your thoughts about that, Lisa, when you hear like how Pastor David shows up? Yes, we know he's a pastor, but he engages you. He connects. I, that, you just took the word out of my mouth. Your stories and the way that you tell them and the inflection it makes you sit on the edge of your seat because you're wanting to hear what's coming next. It's not like you're sitting there and you're checked out. You're, you make it very compelling. So when someone wants to reach to to find their faith, to be inspired and to, enough to find their faith, let's just share a little bit about what that would look like. And then we'll, you, you can get us with another question. But what does that look like when someone may be struggling with being at a place called lost or or they're bewildered or they they don't they've lost their hope and their they don't have faith, and they don't. They're not inspired. They're demotivated. Oh well, another scripture that I think of when you say hope, the scripture says faith uh, is really the substance of things hoped for. Mm. If a person's lost hope, uh, that's the beginning of being able to believe in anything. Mm -hmm. mm. And so, faith gives substance to that hope or that dream or that desire. Nice. And people are many times in the world lost. Even sometimes people that have succeeded in certain areas of their life seemingly are failures in other areas. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and so Absolutely. They're, they're lost in that area of their life. And so it really affects every other area as well. Yes, And it so does. Uh, I think the key is looking to God and trusting that God's that. word does have answers. And I, as a pastor, my goal and a teacher of God's word. If sure. my goal is to teach people what God's word has to say and to teach them how to apply it to their life. Right. Because uh, scripture or the Bible is not just a book. It is a relationship. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, the word of God gives you the relationship with God or the connection with God uh, that enables you to live life effectively. And and God created us. He knows how we're wired. He knows what works, and he knows what uh, works for us and, and how uh, effective our life can be if we apply his principles to our life. And a lot of people forget he knows what you're thinking, even if you don't think that he knows what you're thinking, like you're <laughs> hiding it. No, he knows. I just have, I have conversations with God every day. I literally have conversations with God every day, and I don't care if people watch me doing this. Because it's natural for me, and yeah. I, I really love that connection. I, I love what you just said about the hope part. And I think when people lose hope, they do lose faith. I, it's, I, mm -hmm. if, if they don't lose it, it's at least cloaked. Mm -hmm. It may not be lost. It may be deep inside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that it's ever really lost. It may be covered and mucked mm -hmm. and mired. Well, the meaning of hope is a favorable expectation. Uh, in other words, you have uh, a positive expectation mm -hmm. about life and about your next steps, sure. or, uh, your future, your desires, your dreams. It's really having a dream and a desire and having a favorable expectation. And so faith then 
is a, it puts substance to that. It's if faith is speaking. Faith is an act. It's yes. a, it's, it's doing a something. Yes, it's, a commitment. It's not just uh, believing in your heart. It's speaking with your mouth and declaring or decreeing uh, that this is the action that I'm going to take and then following through. And faith is an act. It's totally... acting on what you believe in your heart. Because you a lot to... of people have dreams, have desires, they have hopes, and yet they don't believe in them strong enough to vocalize them, to say them, and make uh, uh, affirmations and declarations or confessions, different terminology meaning the same thing. But you make that declaration, and then you carry it out you act on it and it takes faith to act is this what you would call a coach the coach moment (laughs) i think you're coaching the coach and he completely nailed that that's precisely right weigh in on that least because he was i I saw you nodding he was weighing in on that heavily that was really solid well what comes top of mind for me recently with you is the faith in your ask the power of asking that's a whole nother show yes but quite frankly it doesn't matter what you do for a living you can always do better and get better Sometimes uh, the thing that you most need to improve upon is right under your nose and you cannot see it. It takes a catalyst or an incident or, or a challenge. Or, or somebody can tell you for 10 years. It someone can tell a, you. It would be a good idea if maybe you asked. Fair enough. That would, <laughs> which, that would be you telling me for 10 years. And, and I get it. And she's right. But I had to be brought to my knees before I could hear it. And I, somehow you can hear better when you get brought to your knees yeah. for whatever that is. And so. that's the positive thing, actually, um, you know, for anyone who may be out there that does feel hopeless. Sure. And does feel stuck. Yes. And doesn't have any favorable expectation for their future in one area of their life or in, the, in their life in general. Sure. Um, the good news is sometimes that is when we find hope in a fresh new way and in a way where we can put faith on that hope because you know it humbles us like you said it brings us to our knees when we're when we're stuck or when we're hopeless and this is where god has um you know so lovingly mm-hmm. and he he loves us so much he loves everyone so much mm-hmm. that he will you know, like you said, the answer sometimes is right under your nose, mm-hmm. and it usually comes through relationships, through people. It might be coming through this broadcast. It is. It is. Yeah. I learned from John Kittle today up in Florida. I was having a conversation about the podcast today, and he talked to me about the number one rule, and uh, which we're talking about this faith and inspiration and the hope. The number one rule is to do it this way, and the number two rule is to go back to the number one rule is to do it this way. When you take it on this way, things get better, things evolve, things change, and your whole life changes. The biggest triumphs that we have ever received or that I've ever received have come out of the darkest moments. Exactly. Have come yeah. out of the breakdowns to create the breakthroughs. So yeah, let's that, that's that's right on. Lisa, let's get to that next question because we there's so much more I want to talk about and we, we've got about six minutes on the show, if you can believe okay. that. Okay, when you think of your ministry and service to others, what stands out for you with how you as pastors and your ministry helps others? How what? Well, I think to help anyone uh, in any situation, you have to have uh, compassion. Yes. Uh, the scripture says that Jesus saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion. Mm. So when a person is compassionate toward hurting people or, or lost people or people that are having difficulty in their lives or challenges in their life, and that can be 
uh, from the person that is totally down and out to the person that is successful seemingly in so many ways. Mm-hmm. The challenges of life come to everyone. Absolutely. Trouble comes to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to deal with uh, trials and tests and temptations and struggles. And uh, No matter so, who they are. No matter who they are, right. what, what status of life that they may have, they're going to have challenges in their life. Right. You don't have to reveal anything super personal at this time, only because there's not enough time. It may not be the space for it, but what about either of you? Has it been a time recently or in the past, in the past, where you've been challenged with something and you've got to really reach down for your faith bucket, even though you are out there representing it? What about yourselves? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, as far as details, I'll just say this is uh, you have to reach down into what you know. Correct. It's, it's going Source. back to the basics. Uh, I know God. I know he's true to his word. I know that he's faithful. And if someone is not faithful around you in your relationship circle, and probably the hardest thing that people deal with, and that's what I'm thinking of sure. right now, is uh, people that you have trusted, people that you've relied mm. upon. Yes, and there's you've a breakdown. Believed, yes. uh, that they were with you, they were for you, and just the opposite was true. Uh, when they portrayed that they're supportive and they're uh, there for you and they're standing with you, and yet at the same time they're stabbing you in the yeah. back. Yeah, that's, well, that's a big one. It's someone that you love. Uh, uh, the the loyalty factor for sure is uh, you thought it was there and it wasn't. And well, so no, that's it's huge. Very difficult. In uh, laser fashion, Pastor Vicky, can you tell us how you how one might manage a situation like Pastor David just said? Well, I was thinking about um, just how God meets the brokenhearted okay. again, you know, you when, when, we're, when we get on our yep. knees and we're hurting. Um, Jesus himself was betrayed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we just celebrated Easter, mm-hmm. sure. um, which, of course, is the, the victory, the, re- the resurrection. But two days before that, he was crucified. Sure. But a lot of times we don't think about how he got on that cross. That's it was right. because... His loyal friend betrayed him. Mm. And, you know, he held, he had 12 disciples and there, there was pro- scriptures that prophesied regarding his betrayal mm-hmm. that, you know, he said, if it was an enemy, I could have borne this. I sure. could have endured this. But it was you, my friend, my equal. We went to the house of God together. We broke bread together. You know, he, he actually carried the money back. It was like right. he was, he, Jesus trusted him and he was betrayed and with a kiss, no less, you well, know? Yeah, it was very intimate. And, and oftentimes things come up in our lives where we're going to lose in life. We're going to have losses and so forth. And I always say, whenever you lose in life, don't lose the lesson. I always, and I've lost a number of things in life, important things, things you never thought you were going to lose. And what I like to do is take, examine a real close microscope on what is the lesson in this, extract that lesson and throw away the loss and move on. Absolutely. And I just think that's a big thing. Tell people where they can find you if they want to know more about the Word of Life Christian Academy. How, how can people get in or touch? Or Word with of Life Christian Center. Oh, Center, yes. Yeah, is, is the name of our church. And uh, honey, do you want to talk? No, go ahead. No. (laughs) Uh, Word of Life Christian Center is the church. We've been in Las Vegas actually 33 years. We're at 3520 North Buffalo Drive. If you're in the Las Vegas Valley, you can visit us on Sundays. We have three services, 8 a.m., 1030 a.m., and 630 p.m. We also have a Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. And then, of course, you can visit our website, thewordforliving.com. 
is our website for our television broadcast or Word of Life LV. Uh, is that it? Wordoflifelv.com is our church website. We have life groups, small groups, nice um, ministry for the whole family. And of course, we welcome you. And you can call for prayer. If you need prayer, you can um, call 702-645-1990. And there are, we have a ministerial staff that would love to pray with you and help you. And nice. it's a wonderful center and a wonderful academy. No, thank oh, you yeah, for that. Yeah, and then the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, as David mentioned, preschool through 12th grade. And, um, you know, if you're looking for a private uh, school to that where they dream big. You got my vote, for sure. <laughs> no, because I'm flying with eagles now, for sure. <laughs> I do want to say we've got some events coming up I want to mention, too, uh, before we close the show. Number one, uh, Vancouver, Canada, that's coming up very soon. And that's uh, we have a, a gentleman by the name of Mike French, who's the president of Key Tracer. He is incredible. He's uh, definitely done some really great work. And we're going to be doing a, a coach in advance, like an intensive coaching program for some of his senior leaders. We've done that for him. And that's coming up very shortly. And follow, following that, what's going to happen is we're going to be in Houston with uh, the Lee Group. Ann Lee is the owner of that company. She's the president and CEO of her own advertising, marketing, publicity company. So we'll be doing some work at the Lee Group for sure during that time period. And uh, following that, it's going to be back to Vancouver with uh, Sal Ladia and Anthony Ciccone. Sal Ladia has an insurance company, and Anthony Giacconi actually has a, a company where they do benefits and so forth and investments. And so that's, that's a great company. That's called a night of inspiration. That's what's going to happen mm-hmm. there. Then we just landed RVC Outdoor Destinations. That's a, an annual client we're going to be working on and travel to Yosemite to do some work with uh, one of their facilities. They've got quite a number of them around the globe. And we just feel very, very blessed to be able to serve in this capacity and get to hang out with great people like Pastor David and Pastor Vicki. And when I say that, Lise, tell me, from this show, what, what what most inspired you about having these two wonderful folks on the show today? The, the warmth, the depth, the sincerity, the authenticity of the word. Do you think if we were kind to them, they might um, spring for dinner or sometime? In the, you know, something <laughs> like that? I mean, no, I'm kidding. Definitely, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, buy the brother a biscuit. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we did talk last time we had lunch about doing it again. Fair enough. But we're also looking forward to June 2nd for you to speak at our commencement. That's correct. Thank you, for, thank you for mentioning that. I, that is going to be a wonderful commencement. I am so excited. I'm, I'm happy to be able to do a couple chapels before then. And I've got a really, really unique message that I want for, from the eighth graders all the way to the seniors. And then, of course, their families and and our church membership to, to hear that message in a unique fashion, something that lets them continue to think about it well after. I'll, I'm not going to be Pastor David when I grow up, even though I'm going to try, <laughs> but I'll do my very best. So we want to say that having you on the program was just remarkable and hope that you really enjoyed it. And when we close our show, we always like to say there's one thing that makes the difference in the world, and Lisa will tell you what that is. It's all about how you leave them feeling. <laughs>